I was going to be vague about this, um, what I'm about to say, but yeah, I don't think the Lord uh, calls us to water down the truth. He doesn't call us to water down the gospel either. So here it is. All right. Uh, this week, I found out that someone who I've known for a long time, um, a good friend, you know, that I don't see often, but a really good friend, has been having a, a really hard time lately, uh, struggling with a uh, drug addiction that I wasn't aware of. So, uh, of course, I reached out to him. And I don't want to embarrass him. All I, I just texted, hey, can you give me a ring? Can you give me a call when you got a second? So, um, you know, you don't want to force someone, pressure someone uh, to talk. So I was just waiting, just hoping, you know, like hoping he'll reach out. And the next day, I was so happy to see his name pop up on my phone. I said, thank God, right? So I was just so thankful that, um, you know, that he would talk to me about his, uh, about his struggles, you know? And uh, I felt that I was, I was thankful that I was able to be strong for a friend who was, at a weak, who was at a weak point in their life. And I didn't solve his problems. There's only one savior, you know, but we talked. Uh, we just talked. We had a genuine conversation. I gave, you know, some simple advice, and I, I hope that, I don't know, our conversation left him with a little bit of hope. And I pray, but I think I know that maybe in a small way I was able to be Christ uh, for him, you know, in some, some small way in this moment. You know, when someone, when someone comes to us uh, in, the, in these, in their weak moments, right, I think the first expectation is for us to shame them even more, right? When someone has their tail between their legs, so to speak, or us at times, our, their, their expectation is us to wag the finger, right? To condemn them more or shame them more. But really, our first response as a friend, right, someone who cares, is thankful, thankfulness, like graciousness, um, understanding, you know, compassion, just that we could be there, just happy that we're able to love someone who needs love and we're there, especially for someone who thinks they don't deserve love, especially. Which goes to say, in our sins, in our regrets, in all of our many, many failures, do we, do we go ahead and call upon Jesus? Or do we kind of shrink into a corner, you know, and cut off communication and fix it on our own, you know? Do we feel like if we go to Jesus at our worst times, he's going to roll his eyes at us and go, oh, do we feel the way? Well, no. Yes, we might feel, but the point is, no. It's like the people in the, uh, the people of Israel, right? When Nehemiah reads about God all day long, right? And they hear about how great and wonderful and glorious God is, and they're just overwhelmed by their unworthiness before him. And so he says, what are you doing? He says, don't weep. He says, go. He said, rejoice in God. You know, because it's, it's only in being who we are, just 100%, it's that Jesus can be 100% who he is for us. It's only in coming to him as we are that he can be our friend, be our savior, be our shepherd. It's because Jesus doesn't know how to shame. He only consoles. That's who he is. So think about this. 
Without our brokenness, we would have no relationship with him. Without that, we would have no relationship with our Savior. It's only in our need for him that we can receive the love and the healing and the help that he wants to give us. And it's only in those like moments of just like exposing our weakness that he can give us strength that we don't that we can't have on our own. And it's only in sharing those moments of pain with him that he can give us healing. Again, that we can't do ourselves. And that's the reason why, you know, when we approach Jesus himself in the Eucharist, uh, we bring whatever it is we're bringing, <clears throat> joy, thankfulness, or doubts, or fears, or anxieties, or fatigue about our life, or frustrations, or we go to him like opening our hands, right, or our mouth, holding on to things and hoping to let them go. That's what we go to Jesus in. And so he rejoices in, I was going to say he rejoices in our weakness, but mm, he rejoices in us going to him in our weaknesses. And the cool thing uh, about being Catholic is that the relationship, the personal relationship that we first have with him, that's a relationship we have with one another. We should rejoice when one of our brothers or sisters comes to us, or we're able to go to them, you know? And so it's our weakness, that's our bond that we share. It's the weakness that we have and the strength that he gives us that brings us and holds us and keeps us together. It's like the body that only rises together or only falls together. And it's the body that only moves forward together or only falls back together. It's like, you know, the eye, it's like the eye showing the hand what needs to be done. Or it's like the hand carrying out what the eye sees, you know. Or it's like the ear uh, perceiving the needs uh, of the body and the mouth saying, this is what needs to happen. Or the feet moving the stupid body, doesn't know where to go. The feet move the body. Or the heart that guides the mind. Or the mind that makes it happen what the heart needs. So we can be, uh, we can be Christ in this special way. Like, as needed. You know, like, uh, I'm thinking of biology or whatever. But we can be that uh, mouth, or we can be those hands, or we can be the eyes, or the feet um, of Christ for someone who's stuck, or they can be that for us. And so, the same way it's our needs that help God be who He is, it's the needs of the brothers and sisters around us that enable us to be who we truly are, who God made us to be. It's in the needs of others, so we find out who we are. Yeah. So if we want to discover uh, or continue to discover who we really are, or if we want to keep on growing into the person that we were made to be, we have to pursue that question, like, every day. Like, how am I called to build up someone else today? You know, who needs me the most today? If we follow that question, I think the Lord's going to do his work for us.
So we should look for the weakness in others, you know, not to lord our strength, not to hold our strength over them, but so, but so we can be their strength when they're at a weak point. And we should look for the brokenness in one another, not to go pointing it out and say, oh, that's who you are. We should look for the brokenness in others to, to see, like, that's where I need to be. That's where the love that I have right now is needed in this person that I recognize uh, who needs God and who needs me to be Christ for them. So second question, what do we need to see more of? Do we need to see more what we have to offer, what I have to offer? Or do we need to see more what they have to offer? It's a question for God. So maybe I'll take that to prayer. Because it's both what I have to offer and what they have to offer that makes this life of the church uh, sustain and grow. It's our weakness and what we have to offer and their weakness. And so in a world that's so um, animately bent on independence, in this world that's so enthusiastic about our independence, like, do we realize and rejoice in how much we do need one another? And then, do we rejoice in how much we have one another in this great body of Christ that we each belong to?